Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. This is Emily Makings with the Washington Research Council, here today with Chris Schoblum, our research director and senior economist, and this is the In Focus episode for June 23rd, 2015. Chris, what's the news on employment? So um, last week, we got the uh, monthly employment report from uh, from uh, our Department of Employment and Security, uh, employment report for the state. Uh, and, and this new report shows, as a preliminary estimate, that the uh, state gained uh, 7,700 jobs uh, between uh, April and May. It's a nice, very nice report on that, uh, and that the uh, uh, growth rate, uh, the, the gain for the previous uh, monthly period from March to April, April uh, was re- revised down slightly, but still stood at uh, 7,800 jobs, a, a, a very nice amount. Um, the uh, unemployment rate uh, estimate is uh, for the month of May is 5.4%, uh, which is a good figure. Uh, if you take a look at um, year-over-year um, uh, job growth, uh, comparing now um, May of 2015 to 2014, the state uh, over the period has gained, uh, is estimated to have gained uh, 111,500 jobs. Uh, it's a percentage growth rate of 5.65%. Um, uh, this is a growth rate that we never reached uh, during the decades of, of the aughts. Uh, really? At last, you have to go back to uh, uh, 1998, I believe it is, mm-hmm. uh, to find a growth rate that's that large. Um, so, of course, we're coming. We're going back from a from a you know a, a historically deep recession. So, uh, but it's still good to see that we're getting we're getting that kind of a bounce back. Right. I'm good. Yep. Um, so, so were, I go ahead. I was going to say you wrote something about uh, about rent rent control and and yes. and, uh, and yes. Uh, there, there was a poll done by EMC Research that uh, asked Se- likely Seattle voters about affordable housing policy. This has been kind of a big issue in, in Seattle lately. Um, after the, the $15 minimum wage debate, a lot of people um, seem to think that rent control was the next big thing on the horizon for that group of, for the group of activists, I guess. Um, but this poll shows that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, rent control seems to have much, um, a very small um, approval rating, I guess you could say. The uh, their poll asked if if the voter would support a candidate who supports either um, quote strict rent control, capping costs to protect affordability, end quote, or um, the second option is, quote, a variety of policies for affordable housing, including developer fees, increasing affordable housing supply, and other policies, end quote. So only 15% chose uh, rent control, strict rent control, which is a pretty small number. But it's it's hard to say from a question like that. What, I mean, you support rent control or you support a, a group of policies that might even include rent control. So it seems kind of intuitive that there would be a bigger support for the second option. Um, but 
The poll also asked an open-ended question about what is the most important problem facing the city today, and 40% said transportation, while um, only 2% of likely voters mentioned rent control. So it hardly seems that there's a huge amount of support for um, for rent control policies, especially given how hard it would be to overturn the, the state ban of the policy. Yeah, it would presumably take um, an initiative to over, overturn yeah. that ban and, and getting a, a statewide uh, majority of voters to go for that right. would seem to me be a pretty high hill to climb. Yes, if you can't even get a majority in Seattle, I don't know where you'd find it. Yes. So what else have you seen around the web? So so there are a couple of blog posts that caught my eye that I thought I could mention here. Uh, one was from the um, spin control over at uh, on the blog from the Spokesman Review. Uh, and it was dealing about uh, with the uh, failure of, um, of the legislature to uh, adopt a budget. Um, and and uh, they're pointing out that there's actually in state law a requirement uh, that the legislature adopt above a, a, a budget uh, no later than 30 calendar years, excuse me, 30 calendar <laughs> days uh, in advance of the fiscal year. Which we're well into by now. Which we are well into by now. Um, and and it, it, the law requires it and, 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 uh, and then further states that any officer um, uh, or employee violating or willfully refusing or failing to comply with any provision of the chapter where that that uh, provision that I mentioned was is um, uh, listed um, is, is shall is, shall be guilty of a misdemeanor. <laughs> so so um, th- but. So are so, all of, is the entire legislature guilty of a misdemeanor at this point? I, unfortunately not, or maybe fortunately not. I actually, I think it's, I, I would go with the, the fortunately on that. Uh, there's an attorney general's provision, uh, uh, opinion, uh, that states that the law is directed at the legislature as a whole uh, and not to individual legislators. Um, uh, they couldn't be charged with violating the law, uh, whether they voted for or against a budget. Um, so tough luck on that. Maybe, but, <laughs> I, but, but, you know, as you, you and I were discussing earlier today, the, this, this also applies, uh, same logic, I think, applies to the McCleary decision. The Supreme right. Court, um, you know, is holding the, uh, the legislature in contempt, but I'm, I'm not sure that they, they can may do, hold them. Well, may hold them in yeah. Contempt. Or they've held them in contempt. Oh boy, now I'm going to have to go back and look. They've, they may help to hold them in contempt, which might require some sort of punishment. Punishment, but but the, but but um, we wonder how they can exact that. Yeah. So good. Interesting. Now, now there was a second um, uh, blog post that caught my eye, and it's actually uh, it's an issue that a number of people have actually commented on, uh, and that was um, uh, Treasury Secretary Secretary Lou's. Um, a decision um, that uh, we should uh, uh, replace Al- Alexander Hamilton on the uh, ten dollar $10 bill, bill um, with with uh, a woman of some uh, unnamed and as yet to be determined. To, yes, <laughs> which was and 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 he takes the position. And a number of other people are saying that if you are going to replace. If you're looking across all of our various uh, denominations of currency and we're going to choose someone to remove, 
uh, Alexander Hamilton is probably the person who most deserves to be on a right. on a bill. He was our first Treasury Secretary. He um, he did many things in terms of just setting up uh, our whole monetary system. Um, and he was a great champion of having a central bank, uh, <laughs> and uh, and that, that it seemed, would seem sort of unfortunate to, to to pull him off. Right, especially since I mean, there had been a big internet campaign to take Andrew Jackson off yes. the twenty dollar bill in favor of another to be determined woman, and that would seem to be if you're going to take someone off a, uh, one of the yes. Um, Denominations that would seem to be correct, since apparently Jackson hated the very idea of paper money. Yeah, and, and hated the idea of of having an a, having a, a national bank. Right. Um, that he uh, vetoed the provision to continue the second uh, right. bank of the United States, uh, the second, which is our second attempt to have a central bank, uh, and the um, the. Our economy suffered for an 80-year period uh, <laughs> from financial instability without having having the a central bank there to, to watch over the currency. So, um, as they say, that if you were going to demote somebody uh, yeah. from the from, from the from the uh, from being on a uh, on a bill, um, Jackson would seem to be the yeah. obvious target. Yeah. Well, and for me, it just seems like it, it almost adds insult to injury to um, to Hamilton when you don't even know who you're going to replace him with. Just some yes. nameless woman. Just if you're a woman, then that's enough. I don't. I just. I think that's kind of insulting. Yes. Yes. But, it's, you know, it's. Like if you have a good, really good candidate, candidate. then make the case for the candidate, candidate. rather than the, just saying we're going to dump this guy from the money. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent behind you on that one. <laughs> All right, this has been Emily Makings and Chris Shoblum with In Focus. Thanks for listening. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.